Hello and welcome to the DC Legends podcast, number, I don't know, eight, eight or so? Not one. Uh, first of 2018. How about that? First good way to network. We'll, we'll go with first of 2018. I'm Joel. I'm here with... Josh. Josh and... Sophia. Sophia, welcome. And Sean. And Sean. Cool. And we're here to talk about the new characters coming... And it's a little bit more of the Bat Fam, right? There's definitely a Bat theme going on in so, the month of February. So we're redoing the hashtag Bat Fam for this, but There's a big it's a big family. It's an extended family. <laughs> Cousins, uncles, aunts, all of them. Cool. And in this month we have one who kind of rose to prominence during the animated series Clayface. Right, yeah. like that's that's where I know him from. Yeah. I think it always depends on like that. That's the great thing about DC, right? It depends on kind of like did you read it from the comics or did you watch a movie or an animated show? There's all different versions. Yeah, it's definitely animated for me. Yeah. So our version I, of Clayface is kind of based a little bit on what's going on with the comic books. In yeah. that cool. He is kind of he's the Clayface, you know, Basil Karloff. Carlo. Carlo. Sorry. Um, who is He's kind of the criminal who's maybe got a little bit of good in him, a little bit of the man is still inside the monster. So he's kind of walking the line. We treat him as a villain, but he has an association with kind of the Bat family. Like currently in the comic books, he's kind of running with Batman and his crew trying to see if he can like reform his ways or not. That's cool. I mean, there's so many different clay faces I, I found out, you know, in, in looking at it, it was like... Five, ten, you know, twenty different clay faces. So it's interesting that we picked up Basil Carlo. So why did we choose Basil? Well, so one of the things we're doing with him this month is we're trying to build, you know, a bunch of characters that you can put together on a team and and have them work really well. Mm. So the kind of the gameplay theme is built around some of the stealth and invisibility that you see with the Bat family. So what we thought was really interesting is that you can take Clayface and you can have him basically be the tank for an invisibility team. He's the guy that like roars and like gets all the attention because he's the big monster where the rest of the team then goes invisible and does their stealth attacks. So it's kind of like he's the center of attention as this monstrous character uh, protecting the rest of his invisibility team. Very cool. He's very tanky. He's very tanky. Okay. I'll take gonna take a lot of hits. I'll take your word for it. Well, you know, one of the things that we sort of see in our <laughs> gameplay, right, is that we know that, you know, when you have like a bunch of invisibility characters, you know, it's a little bit tricky to manage that, um, to try and keep them all invisible. And honestly, if everyone goes invisible on your team, you're kinda out of luck because then right. any of them could get targeted. So we wanted to deliberately make a tank character who could take the hits while keeping the rest of the invisibility team safe. So that's kind of the function that we sort of designed here. But, you know, you can do a lot of other stuff with Clayface also. He plays really well with some of the other villains in the game. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can kind of decide if you want to play him as a good guy or a bad guy. It's up to you. Nice. Makes sense. That, that does. <laughs> makes no, sense in this room. No, I mean... <laughs> when I play... Makes sense in the sense that all I mean, you don't, makes sense, right? You don't, you don't want all of your characters to be invisible because then that defeats the whole purpose yeah. of, like, that stealthy aspect. That's so insane. Yeah, and, and then you're left with, you know, somebody who's either shielded or a, a tank kind of character. So this is perfect for that. 
Well, and we also wanted to make sure that, you know, Clayface, he's a shape changer. Um, so, you know, to kind of fill out his role as, you know, being this uh, tank for an invisibility team, mm. he can also do some things like stealing some abilities from Ooh. characters that hit him, um, you know, taking their buffs off of them, putting them on himself. And then he can generally just kind of encompass his enemies with his mud and slow them down and, you know, put them in a quagmire that then sets up all the other faster characters to, to hit the enemies. That's super cool. All right. So we talked about Clayface and, you know, he's a great tanky character. We also have a really kind of rounds out the, the Robin aspect of the game, right? He's so the last Robin. Last Rob, well, last of the main Robins. The, that, uh, true, true. There's, there's an endless supply of yeah, Robins. Batman of Robins. keeps them like, you know, he, he just goes them through them. them. There, there's <laughs> four the more Robins. We have the other three. So this is Red Robin. Yes, we are getting Tim Drake. Drake. Red Robin. Um, and he's kind of the other side of the coin. Um, so we're kind of doubling down on what we're introducing with uh, Superboy is the true site where he's going to be able to kind of get around taunters or invas- invisible characters and it, or to kind of put a lot of that on there. Um, we're also kind of giving him a lot of like counterattacks and purges and whatnot to really kind of be a very good uh, supporter for his team. So actually, rather than counterattack, it's more of an assist. Um, if you guys know what uh, Green Arrow uh, Castaway does a bit. Oh, everyone does. Yeah, uh, he's a very popular <laughs> character. It's something we haven't used a lot on characters yeah. um, since that. Um, so he's going in that direction where he's going to be providing the team with a lot of support, lots of purges, the ability to nice. hit any character you want. So he's going to be very nice as utility. Uh, he's going to be very nice for kind of going after those Harley Quinns and mm. going because he does have a can't miss. Um, nice. So Harley's been kind of a pain in the butt. Um, Josh hates yeah. Harley. He just he doesn't like her. I love Harley as a character. <laughs> Harley in our game um, drives you nuts. It admit does, it. Does admit make it. Me a little bit uh, triggered sometimes. Uh, so uh, this this is a way to deal with that. Um, he'll actually be pretty decent against the Deathstrokes out there because we know how much you guys love that guy. Oh, um, Deathstroke. And uh, just uh, characters who really love their buffs in general. So it'll even be a. Risky, but a somewhat decent counter to even like a Power Girl. You know, this is interesting because Tim Drake was always kind of the more detective-y, <coughs> cerebral type of Robin versus the, you know, like... He's not a brawler. He's yeah. not the most athletic of all of them. Um, so that's kind of where we took him in the direction. No, it, it really plays into the skill set that you gave to him. So that's really cool that you know we bridge that kind of comic aspect of how his personality is into the game where his abilities really are all about like thinking through like the different tactics that you can use and He's assisting. He's a very tactical character. So for his kit, we wanted to make sure that came through. That's awesome. Tactics. Cool. So what's your favorite ability on this new kit? On Red Robin? Um, well, it's probably a toss up between the two. Um, his fifth ability is going to give him, like I mentioned earlier, something very similar to, uh, Castaway, where he can assist his mm. allies and get potentially uh, two assists going off there. And then also he does have a really big purge attack that oh, he wow. can hit with um, that can really help him like kind of clear the board of a lot of buffs on like his his enemies. Like a doomsday type of 
So character. yeah, so if a Doomsday is completely ramped up and stuff like yeah. that, Red Robin's a good answer. To that. He could really neutralize that kind of. He'll take character. off a good chunk of buffs on him. That's awesome. See, one of the things I think is interesting is that you know with the kits these days, the, their abilities, you can kind of play around with different ideas because what you think of as your favorite, I think my favorite part of him is that he can apply True Sight to an ally and add their mm. turn meter so that they can target whoever they want. So you get like a hard hitter, like a Batman Cape Crusader. Yeah. Um, and then he can target anybody if they're invisible or he can ignore taunts or whatever. And then if Red Robin is invisible, he can put buff immunity on a target, which is really handy when you're facing like the death strokes mm-hmm. or power girls or these kinds of characters. You can just shut them down and prevent them from buffing themselves up. There goes the utility aspect. I mean, you can play them a couple of He's different ways. a lot of utilities. So. Yeah, I, think, I think clever players are going to find a lot of uses for him. So super cool. Now... We always do the respects, you know, it's been kind of the theme. And it's almost been a year. It has been a year. It has been a year, almost to the day, we talked about these characters, Catwoman and Robin. They're the new characters that we're respecting. Can you tell us about those characters? You want to start with Catwoman? Well, sure. We can talk about Catwoman. One of the things that um, when we launched Catwoman originally um, – we didn't have all the functionality that we wanted mm. to really deliver her. We've since upgraded a little bit of our, our combat system. So she can actually do a lot of stealing now. Now Catwoman, she's intended to kind of stick in the background um, and, and be purging you know buffs off of heroes. But she also has selective ability to steal things. One of the things she can do is steal a whole stack of awareness now. Hmm. So from her basic attack, if she's facing Deathstroke, she will just steal all of his awareness from him. And put it on herself. And then she can also uh, steal immunities. So like death immunity, damage immunity, everything. Awareness. Awareness. These are things hmm. that um, she can she can basically grab these from her enemies and put them on herself to be a survivor. So she can be really kind of a game changer in terms of like if you're facing like say a power girl who's like death immune or, you know, like Superman when he's damage immune. Yeah. She can just take that stuff off of yeah. Um, while staying invisible. We also put a little variation on the way she survives. We felt like she originally had some death immunity in her kit, but it was really hard to use it in an effective way. So we changed it so that if she gets to the point where she's about to die, she basically has a chance to land on her feet um, and suddenly avoid death and get a whole stack of evasion ups. Wow. Um, it's not guaranteed. It's a little risky, but that's kind of how Catwoman rolls, right? She likes to live on the edge. <laughs> she's definitely like an edge character cool and then robin like damien wayne yep so i mean we're finally finishing off the robin family at this point with all four of them in the game now um going back to the first of the robins we added in there now um with damien and what we're doing with damien is just kind of not taking anything away from him but just giving him more ways for him to fire off the things he's trying to do so his leader ability now, instead of someone just getting, um, like, affected by his leader ability, it will now trigger anytime someone goes invisible. Okay. Um, so, if Batman uses invisible on his, like, second ability for Cape Crusader, or if uh, Castaway goes invisible with his second attack, um, that's all going to make Robin fire off his leader ability, make him more potent. Um, he's going to be using... Um, his Into the Shadows ability a lot more often when he's getting kills. Um, we're going to have him do more crit damage when he hits silence targets. So 
Robin just in general is just getting more tools at his to his kit. He's going to be, I think, a really fun character um, and work really well with the new, what we're hoping will be a new invisibility meta that will start to form around characters such as Clayface, Catwoman, Robin, Red Robin, um, all being very strong characters in the, the next month. Yeah, we felt like with Robin, the most important thing we could do is make it a little easier for him to go invisible and stay invisible, kind of striking from the shadows and just being a tough little sucker who like comes out and just like stomps on people, just like Damien. Yeah, he's a tough little sucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you could you could call him a lot worse. Some people. Think, you know. Yeah, this is a family podcast. This is a family, a bat family podcast. Exactly. Uh, okay. But um, bum. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, we do have some questions from the community, and uh, did you want to talk about that, Sophia? Yeah, yeah. So first off, thank you to everyone who gave us questions on the forums. Um, I will say, next time I ask for questions, let's try to keep them so that they're not yes and no answers. We have some discussion around them. They were great, but uh, yeah, let's think about it like that next time. Because I know there's questions that you guys want us to answer that we can't necessarily touch too much on. Um, but these are pretty good. Uh, at least I think so. Uh, so the first one is, what's so special about Aqua Man Splash Zone? Josh, you want to field that one since he's your man? Yes, I, I did create that character. Um, so Splash Zone, um, it does a fair bit of damage, and it starts with some cooldown on it, like from off the bat. So what you really want to do is you want to have Aquamoa, is what we call him on the forums usually, um, but the Aquaman, Rider of the King Tide, he's built as a character that's really a team player. You want to have, 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 yeah, excuse me, have him on a team with other characters who have buffed themselves, particularly other Justice Leaguers. They work out really well like that. So paired with Flash or a Cyborg, um, they're going to add a lot of buffs to themselves over the course of it, and they're going to reduce the cooldown of Splash Zone, allowing Aquaman to pull off potentially really big hits on a fairly regular basis. Okay, cool. So I hope that answers your question. I remember who asked it, but I hope that answers your question. Um, okay, and the next two are going to be around uh, PvP. Uh, so the first one is, how is it decided if you pop up on other players' board in PvP? So... Short version is that every time you play PvP and you win a match, essentially we take a little snapshot of the team you use to win. We put that in a pool. So then the more you're using like your teams and the more you're playing PvP, the more often you're going into that pool. Then each of the leagues kind of have like different rules in which we like sort through the matchmaking, uh, pulling from that pool. And you know, the easier leagues, the, the earlier leagues, we try and match a little more closely in terms of power scores on teams, right? But like as you get to the more advanced leagues, we kind of open that up so that essentially you're playing against everybody who's in that league. So we're trying to kind of tailor the experience at the lower levels uh, to, to be, you know, a little bit, you know, more fair. But then as you get to the higher levels, it's like, guess what? The gloves are off, you know, it's up against everybody. So that's kind of like the short version of PvP. There's a lot more going on under the hood, but you know we don't want to give away all our secrets. Cool. So um, this is another Reddit question, and me and Sean kind of went over this before because we asked it on Reddit, and it was a really good thread, so we figured it might be good to talk about on the podcast, was mm -hmm. uh, how does your, essentially, I guess I would call it your away PvP team get decided for you? 
So that again is sort of based on how often you're using certain teams. Like if you have one team that you use all the time in PvP for your wins, that's basically going to be the team that other people will see in their matches. If you do a lot of different kinds of teams, uh, we're going to put basically different snapshots of those different teams into the pools and pull from that. And, you know, again, there's like, there's a sorting algorithm that like kind of figures out like how the matchmaking works. So um, a little bit of it is random luck, you know, of like which team gets pulled um, and you never quite know. But like if you're using a team and getting a win, then it is potentially somebody else's opponent and potentially your team that you are defending with. Cool. Interesting. It all sounds like PvP bingo to me. <laughs> The, well, you know, you gotta you gotta have this balance between like there's a little bit of a random factor yeah. as well as a little bit of you know deterministic. Maybe that's the best way to put it. It's PvP bingo. You you heard it here first. And we just we'll, we'll rename the PvP arena. PvP bingo. Now it's PvP bingo. The bingo arena. Yes. Joel's PvP bingo. Yeah. Cool. Great questions from everyone in the community, but those were the good things, and now you know. I think it's time. What? There's going to be bad? You didn't tell me about uh, that. May, oh. <laughs> maybe there'll be something like, maybe not bad, but we'll, we'll call it mean things people on the internet are saying about us. How could that possibly be bad? That couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just mean. Doesn't necessarily mean bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I've got enough stacks of awareness on you there. Stacks you of awareness. <laughs> cool. So we're going to read some things that people are saying about us. And Sophia, do you want to you want to kick that off? Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll hand them out, and then you guys can read them because I kind of oh want boy. it to be a surprise. Oh, when this, you guys read them. it's like so Christmas. Your, like, yeah, I was gonna say reactions. it's reverse Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Christmas. <laughs> we know it's like bad Merry, socks. Merry un-Christmas <laughs> to you. <laughs> so Sean, you can start with this one. Sure. So this is coming from Pagan underscore Angelo. Why is Penguin the damn monthly character no one wants him, and how the hell we still don't haven't got Martian Manhunter WTF? Well, hmm. that is that is a truly interesting question. Why the hell haven't we got Martian Manhunter? Well, you know, hmm. we do know Martian Manhunter is popular. We have, we have heard the voice of the people that they want Martian Manhunter. I think Penguin <laughs> is a very underappreciated character by some folks. They don't really see his value but like you know you can have a lot of fun with him and the man has a fur coat so really, and he has hinchy he has a hinchy yeah. i mean if, if hinchy does not bring you the light then i just i don't know what to say to you you have yeah. no soul I'm you sorry. you are so cold yeah, so. yeah. but yeah. we do i i will say right now we have heard the pleas for martian manhunter and i'll just i'll leave it at that yeah we have josh all right Here's a fun one. This one's from uh, a guy named Jonathan on Facebook. Uh, DC Legends. I know people have said it, but what the f is wrong with you for making a character like Deathstroke? <laughs> I don't even bother playing people with him. That would make anyone give up the game. Who the f thought of him? Wow. All right. Um, uh, might need to bleep that out in post, or yeah. maybe not. Um, it was a family show. It, yeah, no longer a family show. It thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just reading verbatim, but um, Deathstroke was in the game for a very long time, uh, and then we started respecting characters to make them more viable. 
maybe we went a little bit too far with Deathstroke. He's too viable. He is very viable now. <laughs> He's a villain. You're supposed to hate villains yes. in a superhero game. <laughs> you are supposed to And hate everyone, he, they either love Deathstroke or they hate him. It's kind of how he rolls. Um, so I think one of the real things is with Deathstroke is there's not he's necessarily broken by himself but there's not enough other leaders in our game that have skills that are quite as viable as him so that's something we want to address moving forward um i don't want to throw anyone necessarily under the bus uh, for creating deathstroke it wasn't me uh, but wow <laughs> but no i mean we we understand that he is a big part of the meta and that's why we're creating characters like Red Hood and Red Robin's going to deal with him. Uh, and we're trying to give more strategies to get around what has become a very dominant part of the meta. Um, and additionally, Lobo came out at the same time. And I understand a lot of people have frustrations with Lobo as well. I saw a, a poll on Facebook the last, last couple of days as who is the most annoying character in DC Legends. And Lobo was sitting right at the top of that. Lobo's supposed to be annoying. That If you know anything about the character Lobo... He's the character who's going to flip you off while, like, doing, like... He's the main man. ...on his motorcycle, yeah. Um, and that is the, to the core of who Lobo should be as a character. Yeah. He should be annoying. He should be a pain, but his regeneration factor is a big part of who he is as a character. Um, and then he'll smoke a cigar and flip you off and be right. on his way. And you can blame me for Lobo, 100%. <laughs> Thanks I feel for like Lobo. we need to have a podcast where we just talk about Deathstroke strategy. Deathstroke plus Lobo. Maybe that maybe that'll be Mark. That we should have yeah, like a, we'll just have a like a strategies we, we could for do, how to handle Deathstroke. Uh, and I know somebody on the team who we can talk PvP strategy with and team building. You know, I think you know who I'm talking about. Is it, yeah. is it Blake? It, it's Blake. Oh god. I'm sorry in <laughs> in advance for what may happen, people. Oh no, it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be good. Because he has a very unique and different take on team building. That's so. that's what you call a teaser. You heard it here. Yeah. Now he has no choice but to do the podcast. Now, now we have to. Uh, do you want to rewind, Joel? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's between these two. All right. All right. Do you want to rewind? Sure. sure. <laughs> I'm up for it. So this is from at sign HMB67. You can't be effing immune to every goddamn attack. Goddamn attack and kill four characters what the f <laughs> well you know i guess I, i'm trying to actually I'm, I'm gonna like try and parse this you can't be immune to f well you can be actually it's called damage immunity. we do have that in our game so you can be and then kill four characters that probably is it probably is i think i think you probably so here's here's a tip take deathstroke out earlier rather than later in the matches that you know that's kind of like that was the intentional strategy that you know you, you really don't want deathstroke to linger because then he will steal you unless you shut him down with like say stuns or purges or other things in the game. but god damn it i understand your frustration and you know we're trying to roll out like just in fairness characters that you know try and shake things up where we are aware that like People want to have different strategies for how they deal with some of these characters. So, you know, keep looking for the, the characters that are coming out and see, you know, how does Power Girl deal with the Deathstroke, for instance, and some things like that. Power Girl wet the floor with Deathstroke for me a couple of times today. Um, Wait, so you play with Deathstroke? 
No, I, I played with Power Girl. Okay. Like, she just destroyed a couple of Deathstroke okay. for me today, and that was pretty nice. I cool. find a nice yeah. go-to strategy is, like, Hal Jordan plus Power Girl plus maybe a hard-hitting energy character like a live wire or a, mm. uh, maybe an Arcus or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you can just take out Deathstroke pretty darn quick. I do watch out with Livewire sometimes with Deathstroke because Livewire has a high probability of hitting characters you're not targeting. <coughs> um, and so taking out people when you're not intending to against Deathstroke can be risky. Um, that's kind of like the core of Livewire, though, is she's very like risk-reward. Um, so... She hits hard, for sure. She does hit hard, and she can hit a lot. You just hope that it hits the right people with her. She's a little yeah. unstable. Um, same with Reverse Flash. You need to be a little bit careful with him, because you can pull off AoEs when you're not intending to, Yeah, and take out characters. But that's when you have the, the buff purge characters, well, right? I, absolutely. Um, so that could be a fourth, right? Yeah. In, in that kind of team. And so, like, characters like Catwoman is going to make death. There you go. Her, uh, like... Even, like, your Clayface, like, he's going to steal stuff away from Deathstroke when he's taking the hits from Deathstroke. So that's going to make Deathstroke hurt. Like, everyone coming up in the like, next month will be pretty viable against uh, the Deathstroke meta, if you want to. Hmm. It's the Deathstroke meta. It is. Cool. Do you want to read one more, Joe? I can read one more. I'm right. I can take it. All right. This one's from a guy named Michael on uh, Facebook as well. So, Superboy doesn't wear anything like that in the current continuity. Power Girl doesn't dress with her arm sleeves on her legs. You really need to do research about the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, wow. we're actually very new to DC. And we don't, yeah, why don't we, you we never, research? We don't actually do any research about any of this stuff. It's we weird. just make it up as we go. It's weird. If you look it's at kind of awkward. their legendary costumes... Yes, I understand we are taking some liberties there. If you look at their basic costumes, though, like, it's basically taken right off the page. Also, the guy who created the design for the latest Superboy just a couple of days ago retweeted the fact that we put his design directly in the game. So if you want to say we didn't do the research, that we're not getting these characters right, you can look at the creators and they're saying otherwise. So, Dang, mic drop. Nice response. Um, that said, yes, I understand some of the uh, the legendaries we do take liberties with. We're just trying to make some cool characters here. And our, our I mean, that, that's part of the job. thing, right? It's like you're creating, you know, kind of the the essence of the character, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, with every comic book creator, they're going to take the essence of the character, like Jim Lee did for a lot of the you know different redesigns that he did there was some, you know, flack there because, you know, I, I remember when he did the redesign on Wonder Woman and there was just so much, like... Wonder Woman wearing pants? It, exactly, right? So, like... Wonder Woman with a leather jacket from the 90s. There's that, there, there's that one, too. <laughs> or so, Howard, like, hippie, like Wonder Woman. That was a fun one. So, you know, everyone has an opinion on, like, the look and feel of, of these characters and their class... I mean, what is a classic look anyways, right? Um, but, like you said, we're trying to make cool stuff. And at the end of the day, a legendary should look cool and really have that legendary feel, right? Yeah, I mean, the DC characters, there's a lot of different interpretations. We're trying to have some fun here, trying to make some some new looks that you haven't seen before. Tastes may vary. Some people will love them. Some people won't. The people that love them, they're correct. They're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Cool. And in that note, uh, you know, 
it was a great podcast that we had. You know, it's funny, like, we've gone this whole podcast without talking about chemo. Damn it. You ruined it, though. Like, <laughs> No, don't worry. DC actually stands for Gastro Chemo Legends. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And on that, that, that note, that is the mic drop. Right <laughs> and on that note, it has been a great podcast, and we got to introduce Sophia, and we got back, you know, in 2018, first podcast of the year. It's going to be a good, good year. A lot of good things coming in DC Legends, and we're out. Bye. 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 Boom.